Today is March 23rd, and this is the 49th episode of the MMA Mike podcast. This podcast will be recapping UFC Fight Night Brunson versus Holland, which took place March 20th at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. In the middleweight division, in the main event, Derek Brunson defeated Kevin Holland via unanimous decision. And I think you could credit that to the ground game of Derek Brunson. I think Derek felt a little uncomfortable at some times uh, on the feet against Kevin Holland. Holland, I think, even had him in trouble in round two. Uh, I think he clipped him and hurt him a little bit. But ultimately, those six six takedowns that Brunson got and about 17 minutes of control time got the win for Brunson, you know. He didn't record too, too many strikes on the ground. Holland was doing a good job of defending, but ultimately Kevin Holland couldn't get up. And uh, he, he didn't look like he had a super motivation for that fight. He looked like he just wanted to scrap and, you know, have fun in there, which is fine, you know, have fun. But, you know, I think I, my thought is if you're a fighter, you know, you should be in there trying to win. I did pick Kevin Holland, and now my main event picks now move down to three three right correct and, and six wrong. Um, obviously, that didn't help my cause there. But ultimately, Holland didn't really show up. And Brunson, you know, he was a warrior in there. He had to battle some fatigue. You could tell he was tired. I think Holland looked more fresh than Brunson did. Yet uh, Brunson also just looked much bigger. Now, a big thing I will say is Holland just looks small for that division, especially when you're facing a true big middleweight, you know, and you could see it. You see he has problems when bigger guys get on top of him and he can't, you know, manage to to straggle a win out uh, from the bottom like he has in the past. It's going to be hard to move up that middleweight division when you're facing, you know, a guy who can control you on the ground like that. So... Maybe he should think about moving down to 170-pound division, the welterweight division. Now, I I forget if this is true or not, but I'm pretty sure Holland came in very light and, and you know, almost like he, he could cut down to 170, it seems like. So maybe that's something he should think about. We shall see. I think Holland will bounce back in his next fight, but I think, you know, he's not going to get one of these top dogs again. He's going to end up getting, you know, someone lower down. Kevin Holland's ranked number 10. He's probably going to get someone below him. And Derek Brunson moves up to the number four spot. And you got to think, all right, well, what's next for Derek Brunson? You know, I really like the Paul Costa fight for him because the number one ranked guy, Whitaker, he's going to fight Kevin Gastelum, who's eight. Paul Acosta doesn't have a fight right now. He's ranked number two. I think that's perfect for Derek Brunson. Or maybe even a Jared Cannonier at number three. You know, I think Brunson with this win streak has has evolved. And uh, I think that number four spot is deserving. Now, I will say is Darren Till is going to face Marvin Vittori in the near future. I'd say the winner should deserve a rank over him, definitely. Uh And I wouldn't necessarily say the winner of that fight should fight Brunson. I think the winner of that fight is way above Brunson. Maybe even Brunson could fight the loser of that fight. I I believe Till and Vittori, it's almost a number one contenders match if Whitaker wasn't in in the equation right now. Whitaker's an absolute dog and obviously one of my favorite fighters. So I'm going to back him up whenever I can. But moving on. In the co-main event, in the welterweight division, you had Max Griffin knocking out Song Kennan. Uh, 
uh, Max Griffin looked good, you know. He had a little bit of control time, uh, and, and his striking looked crisp, and, he, and obviously he has power, and he put Kennan out, and he did so in the first round. Mastret Kanjejo uh, pulled off a big upset win against Cheyenne Byes. You know, I thought Byes was going to be able to win this fight. She was a heavy favorite and ultimately, you know, was stuck in that kind of headlock wrestling position for a long time of the fight. And, uh, you know, Kanjejo was able to just win, you know, four takedowns, a lot of control time. Uh, Byes did, you know, controlling the striking, but I think that's where, you know, Conejo needed to take the fight to the ground and did so and, and was able to get the the win by unanimous decision, I should mention. And Adrian Giannis in the bantamweight division looked like an absolute beast. He is legit. Uh, such crisp striking. I mean, he looked great and completely outstruck Gustavo Lopez and dominated you know got the got the knockout win in round three it really kind of a tko because lopez just couldn't take any more and ended up getting dropped so i guess you could consider it a ko tied to avasa in the you know fight to kick off the main card knocked out harry hunsucker you know hunsucker came in short notice to take this fight credit to him but tied to avasa obviously just way too elite for him finishing the fight early the fight started with a bang and ended with a bang but Tai Tuivasa, you know, trying to take his his game to the next level, and ultimately he's levels above Harry Hunsucker. Uh, and you know, I'd like to see what's next for Tai Tuivasa. You know, I think he could do some damage in the heavyweight division, and I'd like to see him face you know a top guy and try and make his way up there. He's starting to get a little bit of a, you know, a, a chain of wins back, and, and I think he can make something going. A couple prelim fights I want to touch on. Macy Chiasin uh, won a unanimous decision over Marion Renault. Uh, Leonardo Santos seemed to be winning the fight against Grant Daw- uh, Dawson, I should say, and um, ended up got, getting too relaxed, trying to wait out the last 10 seconds while he had a leg lock in. And Grant Dawson ultimately stood up, you know, even though his leg was in a lock and uh, recorded a knockout, uh, ground and pound, put him out, um, head head bouncing off the canvas. It was a very interesting uh, exchange, you know, especially for late in the fight. Dawson knew he needed to put on a finish and did so. Uh, Trevin Giles won a unanimous decision over Roman Delize. You know, I think they got this right. Giles did just enough to win that fight, although it was close. Um, seems like Giles was landing the heavier shots. Um, although, you know, Delize did control more time in, in, in uh, you know, the ground. It seemed like Giles was able to just get the better of each position and the striking game. Uh, although he did say, you know, Delize did feel like he had a lot of power. And, and you got to remember, Delize moved down a division. Uh, he's normally a light heavyweight. He moved down to the middleweight division for that fight. Maybe why he got so tired, but he showed a lot of heart. Uh, Montel Jackson recorded a knockout over Jesse Stratter. And Bruno Silva recorded a knockout over J.P. Buys as well. Uh, J.P. Buys just got his ass beat, if I'm being honest. 
So a little bit of news, you know, that was obviously UFC fight night, a recap of Brunson and Holland, but there is some news and big news and, you know, not really any new news for the fact that Habib is retired. We knew he was retired. He announced that he was retired. It's just that now Dana finally acknowledged and the UFC finally acknowledged that Habib officially retired. I guess they couldn't get him to say yes. And there's probably nothing that really excites him, which, you know, we've been saying the same thing. I've been saying the same thing. A lot of people have been saying the same thing. Also, Habib wants Islam Makachev to have his time. He wants his him to have his time to try and become champion. And I think that's another part of re- Habib retiring. Also, for the fact that, he, you know, he doesn't want to train and put stress on his mother and he wants to spend time with his mother and not take time away from his mother. But the big news and the new news that I want to talk about is the new title fight for the lightweight division that is announced, which is going to be between Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira, which is scheduled for UFC 262, which will take place in Texas. Full crowd should be awesome, Um, which is interesting. You know, they chose Chandler and Oliveira. You know, it's interesting because I think you could uh, you could make the assumption that Dustin Poirier is the most deserving of a title shot right now. But I don't think he really wants it. I think he wants that big fight with McGregor. He wants that rematch. I think for him, you know, they're both technically one and one although I think the second fight has more impact and more credibility. I think it holds more value, This that second fight win, because the first fight was so long ago, and both fighters has changed so much. Now, I will say that the re, you know you could obviously know that the rematch is coming. It has to. Otherwise, I think Poirier would be in that title fight right now. So it is a dangerous move, because if he loses to McGregor, McGregor is going to take that spot to go challenge for the title next. It's just how it is. It's going to be seen that Oh, McGregor, you know, it was a little bit of a fluke the first time. His legs got beat up, and then he got caught. He was rusty. Now he's back. So this is more dangerous for Dustin Poirier because there's more ways for Connor to make adjustments and win, and I don't really see Dustin changing it up. I see him going in there with what he had, you know. So it's it's a dangerous setup for, for Poirier, but it's also a big payday, big win. Um, and you know, here's the thing. If, if McGregor wins, it's not like they're going to make a fourth fight. Technically McGregor edges them and that's it. You know, I think Poirier would have to earn his way back a different way. And for McGregor, you know, I think his back's against the wall a little bit. And I think when his back is against the wall, he has to perform. And I think that he also bounces back from losses. Okay. You know, you could see when he has lost in the past, he bounces back with a win. So we will see if that holds true moving forward. But, you know, they did schedule uh, Chandler versus Oliveira. And, you know, I thought that they were working on Chandler versus Gaethje. And I mentioned that last podcast, you know, they were working on Chandler versus Gaethje. Gaethje even tweeted out that, you know, he went to bed thinking he was going to wake up for a training session to prepare for Michael Chandler, and then they announced Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. So I do feel bad for Justin Gaethje. I do believe he deserves it more. Um, you know, he is the number two ranked fighter in the world in the lightweight division, and they're giving it to number three and number four. It makes very little sense. I don't know what's next for Justin Gaethje because what are you going to do? Give him someone outside of the top five? It makes a little sense, you know, and and. I just mentioned, you know, Poirier's one, Gaethje's two, Oliveira's three, Chandler's four. He's 
Justin Gaethje's not going to fight the number five ranked fighter because it's Tony Ferguson. He already beat him last year. Number six is McGregor. You know that the rematch is happening between Poirier and McGregor. And I can't imagine they would give someone to Gaethje below that. So maybe Gaethje's going to wait. Maybe Gaethje's going to take a little rest. I don't love it for him. I'd like to see him back in there, not only as a fan, but I think it's also good for him to stay active. So I think he's getting screwed a little bit here. But, you know, maybe the the winner of this fight will want to turn around and defend it against him very soon. We shall see. Maybe even he would fight the winner of McGregor and Poirier, but I don't think that makes much sense because I think that whoever wins that will be a next contender for the title. So it's interesting. You know, there's a lot, a lot of things going on right here. We shall see. I'm sure things will be announced soon if he will have a fight, but I don't think so. And the only thing to do now is just sit back and watch and watch this division unfold. So that was episode 49. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to try and get an episode tomorrow out covering a preview on UFC 260. Big pay-per-view with Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou. The rematch, the biggest, baddest rematch as the UFC is promoting it. So, all right, guys. Catch you later.